Facts of Faith with Nael Pondwana, 7 to 8 p.m. Good evening and welcome. You're listening to Facts of Faith with me, Naya Lupondwana, here on SFM, leading the conversation. We are together until the president speaks. We're together until, no, 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 until the news, and then the president will speak. For tonight, we will conclude our conversation at five minutes before eight in order for the news to take their place. And then, when they are done with the news, the president speaks. Want to hear what the president has to say. Well, that's what we have been told, and we do believe the news, right? We don't doubt them, do we? Well, we'll hear. Everyone is curious to hear whether the president is going to say we are restricting or, well, relaxing the regulations, the COVID regulations. With that said, once again, good evening to you and welcome to Facts of Faith with me, Naya. Lupondwana. Tonight we're asking a very simple question. Usually are. Uh, it shouldn't be contentious, but it was once upon a time. We're talking about the issue of religious symbols. Religious well, artifacts. Religious or religiously associated clothing, anything that is associated with religion. It would appear as though there are some people who feel it's not right. It's not supposed to be. Imagine if you are one of those people who rock I hate that phrase. Rock your dreads. Ah, I had to pinch myself to say that phrase. Dreadlocks. They call them dreadlocks. In actual fact, those locks, as we were told or we were taught, are not dreadful at all. Those locks are a religious statement that emanate from Numbers chapter 6. When you see some Rastas, because I understand some Rastas don't even believe in the scriptures, but when you see those Rastas who believe in the scriptures... They will tell you that they got that vow of a Nazarite from Numbers chapter 6, wherein they're required to abstain from partaking in certain foods and beverages and lock the hair, never to cut their hair. But then again, you find people who just rock, oh goodness, I'm going to vomit, lock their hair as a hairstyle, and you ask them, are you a Nazarite? Are you a Rasta? What, what, are you part of the family? Are you part of the... No. Some are just wearing their dreadlocks because they are dreadlocks. They are not religious locks. Is there anything wrong with that? Is there anything objectionable with people taking things that are generally or ordinarily for religious purposes and using them for common purposes? You find a person who is not a nun... Wearing the nunnery outfits. Or if you're not a priest, then you wear a collar. By priest, I'm referring to those men and women. Uh, yes, yes, I did say. My producer just put 
and nice bright yellow, there is nothing dreadful about locks. No, I just said that. You're not listening, Joey. Joey's reprimanding me for something I've already said. I've just said that, Joey. There's nothing dreadful about locks. I agree. I totally agree. And by the way, it's because she herself is wearing those locks for no particular reason, might I just add. Can I just get back to the topic before I get further dig- I digress further by my producer? Anyways, like I was saying before I was rudely interrupted, you, you find people who are going to be like Rihanna. We're told that she is one of those who wore a Hindu artifact as jewelry. And then you find people who are going to wear the Catholic rosary as jewelry. People are going to have a St. Patrick's coin purely for a memento purposes. Is there anything wrong with that? Is it objectionable? Or do you find something reprehensible about people who are going to dress like something that they're not? Religiously, that is. I'm hoping this is clear. With that said, I want to welcome you to the conversation. Please join us, call us, text us, voicemail us, WhatsApp us, Facebook us, tweet us. Oh, Either ways, join the conversation. I'm Nayala Pondora. Let's begin. The views you are about to hear in this broadcast are those of the speakers alone and... All right, let me introduce you to our guests in no particular order. These are our guests who will be giving us some insights and some perspective for tonight's conversation. We do have the head of the Priests Council from the South African Hindu Mahasabha, Dr. Lokesh Maharaj. Dr. Maharaj, good evening. And uh, good evening and thank you very much. Thank you very much for the invitation. Pandit. Appreciate it, Pandit. And then we do have Ras Tau Tau Haramanuba. He's no newbie. He is, after all, the president of the Rastafari United Front. Ras Tau Tau Haramanuba. Thank you very much for joining us and welcome. Uh, thank you, Brother Nayek. And uh, good evening to the listeners of SAFM and Dr. Maharaj and Aladdin uh, all right. Uh, the next dictionary also is not a newbie to our program is Sheikh Rafiq Hassan. He's the founder and director of the I double the double I R. Oh, let's try that again. The double I F R I. Oh, an Islamic Interfaith Research Institute, but strives to build bridges of understanding between the various faiths and cultures. Sheikh, good evening to you, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Uh, thank you, Nai. You got that right, Ifri, and uh, thanks, uh, you know, for having us, and good evening to our guests and to the listeners. Thank you very much, Sheikh. All right. Now, those of you who'd like to join the conversation, please start dialing right now because our program is going to be five minutes shorter tonight. I'm hoping I'm abundantly clear. Our program tonight is going to be five minutes shorter. Let's begin. The views and ideas expressed in this program are views expressly of the people sharing them and not of the anchor or that of this broadcaster. All persons, juristic or natural, are to be held responsible for their own representations offered on this program by their agents and not this corporation. Any and all consumption of our conversational substance is entirely at your own discretion. Please be advised that this program airs subject matter that has the potential to destabilize and challenge your intellectual equilibrium. If you are excitable, profound caution when consuming our subject matter is advised. Participation in this program is a voluntary enterprise and as such is expected to be considered and deliberated on. Kindly note that, just as the anchor is, all participants, guests and callers are encouraged to engage in this our freedom of expression and any of our civil liberties responsibly. 
Let's jump right in. Let's begin with Dr. Maharaj. Dr. Maharaj, I don't know if you're aware of the brouhaha about Rihanna. Uh, do, do you know anything about it? Yes, I've been following a little bit about it in the media. All right. Uh, and I'm aware of it, yes. All right. Do tell us from your perspective, what exactly is the bone of contention here? Many people say it's just a matter of jewelry and fashion yes. and all of those things. She meant, meant no harm about it. It's been known, it's been seen, done elsewhere by many other people, not necessarily about the, 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 the Hindu community, but with other mm-hmm. faiths. Why should there be a bruja? Just tell us from your perspective what is happening and if it at all it's objectionable or not from your perspective. Go ahead. Okay. So, so firstly, uh, what we need to understand is uh, the position of Ganesha in the Hindu pantheon. So, so Ganesha represents success and wisdom, and he is widely revered by Hindus throughout the world. And uh, and so, therefore, we feel uh, the, the, there's, a, there's a view that uh, religious symbols should not be trivialized. Uh, the Ganesh symbol, which has pure connotations for Hindus, in our view, is being abused and disrespected. And we feel that no religious symbol should be treated disrespectfully even by people who did not describe to that particular religion. Because respect for other religious beliefs is crucial uh, for harmony and peaceful coexistence. So we feel that Rihanna's behavior contributes to disharmony and it undermines the wonderful efforts uh, of uh, unorganized religion and, and, and civil society in building a peaceful world. Uh, the, the thing is that does Rihanna have a a proper understanding of the symbol that Ganesh represents in Hinduism. Uh, so we feel that she hasn't really understood what Ganesh means. And, 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 and it's shocking because uh, there are so many resources that are available to us to determine the meaning and significance of, of, of uh, chains and pendants around her neck. And we are not sure that uh, Rihanna has um, what you call considered all these things before she posed um, uh, almost naked with a Ganesh Murti in public. And, and, and so our view is that it, it really uh, doesn't show any kind of respect uh, for, the, for, the, for the Hindu symbol that Ganesh represents. Uh, so for many people uh, in Hinduism, uh, Ganesh is a, is a form of fortune, is a form of success. Uh, he's, a, he's one who is revered at the beginning of all undertakings. And so to use the Ganesh symbol to promote one's personal interests, which in this case is selling a garment, we feel is the most inappropriate. Educate me here, uh, Dr. Maharaj, because this, I believe, is a teachable moment for me as well. Because right. when I observed the the, 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 the the deity, the deity is unclared un, uh, above. There, there is no clothing whatsoever. Uh, how how dissim- dissimilar is it from the way that Rihanna has portrayed herself? You're saying the deity is, is, is unclothed? Yes, correct. Uh, in in the in all of the pictorials and the imagery, yeah. there seems to but, be garb or a, yeah. a, 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 a robe at the, from the bottom down. Yes. And nothing yeah. on top, as would be the case with Rihanna. Rihanna was also cleared from the bottom down and the, the top was equally uncleared. So what, how dissimilar is this imagery here? 
Yeah, but you see, the, the issue here is that we are comparing worldly things with metaphysical things, with out of this world. So, so we are now comparing ourselves to God. Uh, so for those who believe, that comparison is not acceptable. Okay, okay. Uh, Rihanna is a, is a material being. She's an yeah. individual who is making use of, of a symbol to further her own aims. Yeah, yeah. She, can't be, she can't now say that I have the same uh, privileges and rights as somebody who is revered, revered as Forgive God. Forgive me, Dr. Maharaj. I don't know who is, 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 is got the... Yeah. All right, somebody was making a noise. They wanted to hear what you're saying. Sorry about that, Dr. Maharaj. Okay, you you were saying something. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, no, I'm saying that that we we cannot compare Rihanna's position to that of the deity, uh, to that of Ganesh. Yeah. uh, Because Ganesh is appropriately clothed. She is not. Yeah. And she is inappropriately clothed uh, because she's trying to uh, uh, she's trying to uh, grip, a, uh, get a kind of attention from the public. Okay. You see, when we dress, we must dress and we must have a purpose for dressing. Are yeah, we dressing yeah. to show our intellect yeah. or are we dressing to show our biology? Because how we dress depends on how people are going to view us. And she is certainly not showing her intellect when she dresses in the way this she does yeah. with that kind of symbol. Yeah. And one must bear in mind that Rihanna is not a newcomer to this kind of controversy. She had to apologize previously to the Muslim community for using words from the Hadith in a song. And and she then, in fact, uh, uh, apologized to CNN for that. And she has been in this kind of situation on many occasions, where in a uh, uh, fashion show she also used uh, Chinese cultural artifacts uh, uh, to further her own aims. So it seems like uh, there's a deliberate attempt by her to use uh, religious symbols because the controversy that it creates then uh, gives mileage for whatever it is that she's trying to... I mean, for example, if you go onto this web, uh, website now where her, her, her outfits are being sold, it says sold out. And she's got something like 347,000. So so, so she's, she's disrespecting somebody's religion. Yeah to further her own material aims. Yeah, yeah. That is a big issue for us. Okay, okay. I, I, I understand, I understand a, a bit. <coughs> now, help me understand again. Uh, yes. Already we were talking about a metaphysical deity, uh, 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 something that cannot be quantified, right? But yes, this yes. this deity has been anthropomorphized. It has been uh, pictorialized in the form of a, 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 an... an a primate. My curiosity is, why would we ha- have a particular image there that is going to be like an animal that we have seen in the world today? Yes. If, there, if, okay. if, if we're not supposed to imagine in, in, in the world, the physical world, you said she's, yeah. a, she's a physical thing, as, as is yeah. the elephant. Okay, so I think we need to understand what the symbolism of the elephant face is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, 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 for example, Ganesha stands for clarity of mind, and the clarity of, for the clarity of mind, a large head that can conceive and understand the the truths in life is required. So that explains the large elephant head. The ears should be wide enough to listen to the the, the shrutis or what we refer to as the Vedas and 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 the scriptures, etc. Yeah. The long trunks uh, trunk stands for the power of discrimination which uh, can solve uh, uh, gross problems in the outer world. 
And it is similar to lifting heavy weights and to being employed in the subtle realms of uh, of our inner personality layers, etc. Yeah, yeah. And it can be compared to plucking small blades of grass. The pot belly stands for the capacity of the mind to digest all sorts of experiences, whether these are pleasant or unpleasant. Right. So every aspect uh, of his form, of Ganesha's form, is a symbolic representation of an aspect of the perfect mind. In Sanskrit, this is referred to as the Pranava Swarupa. Okay. Pranava means the primordial sound. And so every action that is attributed to Lord Ganesha represents the subtle truth. So he's riding the mouse, for example. He's depicted as riding a mouse. It points out that a perfected mind can ride over and control desires which run towards uh, sense objects. Uh, he he he's, he's uh, depicted as circumambulating his divine parents, uh, thus defeating his brother in a race uh, around the world. But this also signifies that all knowledge is encompassed by the supreme wisdom's realization. So so there's a symbolism behind the uh, uh, animal head of Ganesh. Uh, and, and this is what it reminds yeah. the person who is concentrating on that. Now, to, to compare that to Rihanna, uh, for a Hindu, of course, is, is, is something that uh, uh, he, he, you know, she or he or she will find very difficult. Okay. Because, because uh, even the, 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 the mantras or the uh, verses that we recite, uh, uh, the purport of those uh, uh, mantras are that we, he, Ganesh is the most respectable Lord. He's the protector of all. He's the knower of the truth. And all this is given to us by that elephant head of his. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll talk more about this. What I'm bringing all of my okay, guests sure. also. Uh, you two are a member of a community whose, um, well, whose practices have been very popularized in secular media. My producer right here is rocking her dreads herself. Do tell, first and foremost. <laughs> She's correcting me. She said it's not dreads, it's locks. I do beg your pardon, Joey. Uh, do tell me, uh, do you find anything objectionable about people who are going to take things that are known to be part of a particular culture and appropriate them for their own means and purposes? Rastau Tau Hara Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now, sir. Yes, thank you very much. And and the, and the listeners of SAFM and the dignitaries, uh, brother Naye, the misfortune of the whole thing is that religion, religion is culture deified, and when it comes to Rastafari, it spread through the world through pop culture, yeah, yeah, reggae music, yeah, yeah. So therefore, even uh, it automatically uh, stand a risk of being commodified, commercialized, and all of these. So it is a struggle that every now and then members of the community take it. I remember one time Rita Mali and the Mali family went out to yes. try to claim everything that has Bob Mali on them. Yes. And uh, the, the T-shirts, everything around. Yes. But it's a losing battle when you have China that is mass producing Bob yes. Mali T-shirts and so forth. Yes. But at the same time, you are having people as this is was inceptualized in the in the Caribbean, in the diaspora, in Jamaica. Mm. So you still have, uh, I remember 1996 when our patriarch Congo Watu came in to introduce the Naya Bingi order, which is the most sacred order of Rastafari. 
One of the things he was saying that the pictures of His Majesty Haile Selassie should not be sold. But then you have uh, most people uh, who are adherents of the faith and who need to have those pictures, who need to have uh, the pectorals around their necks and so forth. So there is a serious thin line between trying to micromanage that the uh, aspects, sacred aspects of religion should not be commercialized and commodified yeah. in this capitalist society. Yes, there is some uh, objection coming out of the community, uh, from the elders, from the priests, from the conservative ones, but at the same time, it's something that we can't stop. The other time, Rihanna was rocking some big dreadlocks with uh, Rastafari colors, and uh, and what her defense was like she, from the Caribbean mm. by origin. Mm. So, so like I say, it's a very thin line. Yes, from the religion, uh, from the community of faith, there will be objection. Yeah that these things are being, uh, um, they're taking sacred things and secularize them, and thus uh, kind of like committing some form of uh, blasphemy or sacrilege. But on the other side, the reality of the capitalist world uh, is rendering such type of an argument and battle a little bit uh, futile. Okay. All right. So you, you, you said, Ras Tau Tau Harabanuba, that uh, we're, we're talking about culture deified. So it is not something holy. It is human that has been, <coughs> well, deified. Am I understanding you well? Yes, brother. Like, let me give you an example. All Muslims behave like Arabs, have Arab, Arabic names. Whether it's a Tosa Muslim or a Zulu Muslim is going to adopt an Arabic name, Arabic dress code, Arabic food. I'm talking about something that was in Islam before, that was in Arabia before Islam rose out of Arabia. And then we go to Christianity, you're going to find that Christianity has taken a lot of uh, things that come out of Western culture that are even pre-Christian Europe cultural practices like the days of the week, the days of the month some of the festivals that are being celebrated. So as a result, because of uh, you take a particular culture, you put divinity around it, you come out with religion. Okay, all right. One of the guests that I interviewed here <laughs> on this program uh, from the Muslim faith is Sheikh Tapelo. Uh, he he has not changed his name. He still is Tapelo, and he doesn't even wear uh, the, uh, the the dress code that we generally see amongst Muslims. And he's in Parliament, actually, actually the legislature, the provincial legislature here. So he's 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 one of those examples who have not followed what you're suggesting is all. I'm just putting it out there that it's not all Muslims yeah, no. who, who have those names or change no, I, the way they dress. I accept that that is an exceptional case. But okay. On, okay. on the majority, it is a, it is like an exception that most of them, you find them do that. I mean, among my people, too, even the Rastafari, yeah. you, know, you start to see them changing the language and start to adopt the Jamaican patois. I think yes. I'm one Rasta that you know yes. who speak with you with a plain English. You know, but majority, again, they'll be using patois language, they'll be taking on certain Jamaican cultural mannerism that's and right, behavior that's right. Yeah, 
Okay, let's bring in the Sheikh. Sheikh okay. Rafiq can Hassan. I, can I come in? I'll give you an opportunity there, uh, Dr. Mahart. I just want to bring in the, all the yeah, guests. Sure, sure, I have sure. Sheikh Hassan also standing by. Sheikh, you're listening to this conversation, and I'd like to hear your response if you want to respond to the Rasta there, or perhaps you'd like to take a stab at our question tonight. Your faith is not, uh, well, uh, an observer in this whole matter, as uh, the Dr. Maharaj did make mention of Rihanna also using some uh lyrics from mm-hmm. one of your scriptures do you find anything objectionable really as a faith as a community is there anything that is objectionable when people appropriate some of your faith artifacts or behaviors or even lyrics as, as we just mentioned for their own means yeah okay well you see you know as you know now facts of faith we always base it on not what i think or what a priest thinks, but what our Holy Scriptures say. Yes. Now, in chapter 5, verse 2 of the Quran, uh, God Almighty Allah Subhanahu says, and I'm paraphrasing, to talking to us as believers, violate not the sanctity of the symbols of God. Do not violate the sanctity of the symbols of God. So every religion has symbols, right? We have symbols. Now, this verse of the Quran is telling us not to, it, 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 those are sacred. It, in, in Islam, those symbols, and it, some of the examples were given there, you know, of what those symbols are, for instance, uh, they are sacred months. You know, you take an animal for sacrifice, that animal becomes a symbol. Yes. You know, so, uh, so things like that. The Kaaba, we don't worship the Kaaba, you know, that, uh, that square cube structure, but it is a symbol. It's just a symbol. Yeah. Uh, and so... Those are sacred symbols ordained by God. God himself is saying so in the yeah, Quran. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is from a Muslim point of view, uh, doesn't matter which religion, you know, we must, and another verse tells us, we must respect the symbols of other faiths. Yeah. Because religious symbols are, uh, are, are dear to the followers of that faith. And uh, Dr. Maraj mentioned something which is correct, that before you want to use, if you're not a follower of that faith, and you want to use a symbol, you got to know what that symbol represents in that faith before you use it. Yeah. So that you're not going to be, you know, doing something wrong or showing uh, disrespect, because here we're talking about respecting those symbols. So I think it's, a, you know, what is it, uh, Naya? The, the bottom line here is that uh, we are in a world right now, unfortunately, and Rehan and them are in that field, you know, in that sector of the world. We're living with, with different people, believers, those who don't believe, People who uh, you know don't have no regard for religion whatsoever. It means nothing to them. People who believe in absolute freedom of speech. You know, we got all per- kinds of persuasions in our society. We got to live with. But I think you know, it, it, this comes on again to how far can you go? Uh, you know, in your freedom. Uh, you know, she'll turn around and say, "Well, it's it's my freedom. I like to do what I want to do." But no, your freedom stops the moment it infringes on somebody else's freedom or it upsets somebody. You know, you're living in a in, you're not living alone in the moon or somewhere alone, and you can do what you want to do. So I think uh, here it is very clear we are religion right now. I mean, I'm just broadening the discussion now. Yeah. I think we even in South Africa we are a circular liberal democracy. We have to understand that. It has its good side, it has its negative side. Uh, and, and the negative side is it is that, you know, in a, and, but fortunately, you know, we had this discussion now that in terms of in South Africa, there is a limit to the freedom of speech. Yeah. Other countries don't. So I think uh, this is the real issue. You know, I think, firstly, 
uh, you know, in, in Islam, for instance, you know, the symbols, are, uh, we, we feel that symbols are sacred because God says we must respect those symbols. It's not something to be, you know, made light of. You have to respect, and it uses the word sanctity. Do not violate the sanctity of the symbols. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, people like uh, religious people have to stand up against these people who, we got to understand, they're coming from a background where for them religion means nothing. And we have to engage with them and say, okay, but, you know, you are tramping on our toes. Hold yeah, on, yeah, you know, yeah. you're tramping our toes. But uh, help me understand this, Sheikh. I want, first of all, uh, can I read this full text of the verse that you quoted? Okay. All right. Um, I'm reading from Al Maida. I'm hoping I'm reading that correctly. Yes. And it reads All believers do not violate Allah's rituals of pilgrimage, the sacred months, the sacrificial animals the offerings decorated with garlands, nor those pilgrims on their way to the sacred house seeking their Lord's bounty and pleasure. When pilgrimage has ended, you are allowed to hunt. Do not let the hatred of people who once barred you from the sacred mosque provoke you to transgress. Cooperate with one another in goodness and righteousness, and do not cooperate in sin and transgression. And be mindful of Allah. Surely Allah is severe in punishment. That's mm. the clear Quran by Dr. Mustafa Katab. Did I read that, read that correctly there, sir? No, the first part is, is not correct. Uh, you know, when he says that, oh, you who believe, and then he said something about pilgrimage there. Yes, it, it says, do not violate Allah's rituals of pilgrimage. Is it in brackets, those words, or is it just normal? There? Yes, yes, brackets on top there. And, yeah, okay. And okay. then the sacred months, the sacrificial okay. animals, and Let then again, breakfast offerings decorate, uh, decorated with garlands. I'll give you the correct uh, translation there. Okay. See, in Arabic, is وَمَيْ يُعَزِّمْ مِنْ شَعَائِرِ اللَّهِ I'm quoting the Arabic. وَمَيْ يُعَزِّمْ مِنْ شَعَائِرِ اللَّهِ Okay. The word pilgrimage is not mentioned right at the beginning. So uh, it says, O oh, you who believe, respect and do not violate the Sha'a'irillah are the symbols of God. That's yeah. the correct translation. Okay. So do not violate the sanctity of the symbols of God. Okay. Let me, let me read another version of the very same verse. O you who believe, do not violate God's sacraments, nor there the sacred go. month, nor the offerings, nor the garlanded, nor those heading for the sacred house seeking blessings from their the Lord and correct. approval. Everything is correct after that. Yeah, yeah. This is the first part. The exact translation, yeah, it thinks sacraments is coming closer. Yeah. There's an Arabic word, sha'a'irillah. Those are, it means exactly the symbols and, and uh, you know, the, the symbols of God. Yeah. Do not violate the sanctity of the symbols of God. Okay. All right. So this violation, what is violation? I say this there, Sheikh, because there are many things that it would appear as Rastau Tau Harabanuba there suggest that are cultural and now have been deified. How is it that we're going to call almost everything that now is used by the Hindus or the Christians or the Jews or the Muslims because it is used mainly by them. Therefore, they have the rights to it, exclusive rights to it. How so? No. You see, here we could, uh, here, this is not the issue, Naya. Okay. The issue is that when you come to religion now, because obviously you are, you are using a symbol that belongs to 
a religion now. That's the issue. And and that religion tells you, and I'm talking about Islam now. Islam, yeah. Islam tells you that our symbols are sacred. We want, we have to respect it. Why you, why you may you azim? Muazim means you have to respect it. You know, it's used a very high form of respect for it. Let's give an example there, Sheikh. Let's give an example. There is one of the symbols, the crescent moon is one of the symbols of Islam. Am I correct? No. All right. So the crescent moon has nothing to do with Islam. No, it's, that's not something that from the Quran, it's not appointed by God. That came many years down. It was done by somebody, you know, just to mark, you know, the, 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 the Muslim world and the calendar because we are we follow the lunar calendar exactly. but the symbol of the star and the moon it's you see in islam it's only god who allocates human beings don't allocate sanctity therefore there would not be anyone who's going to be offended when people wear crescent moons and stars as jewelry as is the case with rihanna no there will be an objection because all right. Even that now that uh, our uh, Rasta Tau is right that that is is a cultural or should we say historical thing that came from the Muslim world. Yeah, there's a history with that. But Muslims over the years have used that now have adopted that. But it's not based on on the Quran. But it's a you know it's a Muslim community has done that. Yes. But then if it's now recognized as a Muslim symbol, you get the point. That's important. If something is recognized as a certain symbol. I mean, you, then you've got to be careful that if you're not going to just derogate it. Use that's it my, in a that's way. my issue there. That's what I need you to clarify, gentlemen. That if yeah. we're now going to be talking about the crescent moon that predates all of us here, now we're going to have to tread softly around natural artifacts. Before they became Muslim artifacts or Jewish artifacts or Christian or Hindu in this case, they were natural artifacts. The moon and the stars, and in the case of the Hindu community, the elephant, they predate the Hindu religion. They, the, the crescent moon predates the, 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 the Muslims. This, the cross, the, the tree predates Christians. We can't have people who are going to be saying you cannot do anything with a cross or a, or a tree because now we're Christian, we're offended. Really? Is this something really that we can bar people from doing because see, we have now appropriated it? All right. I think, now you're asking the good question. Now, okay. here's my last answer to you. It depends the the intention with which you're using that symbol. Okay. That's, that's, now, that's also mentioned. What is your intention for using that symbol? And if that intention is, you know, uh, is not to cause harm or you're not aware about it, your intention was not to insult or to be derogatory in any way, then then it's okay. You know, we, we can forgive that and we can overlook it. But knowing what it is and you still said, well, I can, it's my right. I'll do what I want to do. So that's where the problem comes in. That means what was your intention for doing that? Yeah. If your intention was to make money using a religious symbol, well, sorry. You know, you you better be careful where you're trading now. So yeah. I'm just saying the intention is very important. Yes, you you can use it. We're not saying don't. But what's your intention? If it's for to be sarcastic, to to vilify, yeah, yeah. to mock, then you are trading on on. The, and even many governments, very liberal, including our constitution, yeah. it must not border on mocking and hate speech uh, and insult. I hear you. I hear you. All right, Doctor Mahamad, you wanted to jump yeah, in. In Go fact, ahead. I I I agree with the last speaker with Brother Sheikh. Uh, intention is very important. And if we have to spin it down specifically to Rihanna, um, she has a history. Uh, I, I mentioned already uh, how she she, she used uh, uh, Islamic uh, uh, sayings from the Quran, and she apologized for that. 
We also know, and, and I know this is a topic that, that is not relevant for tonight, but we also know that she got involved with the farmers' protest in India. So, so, so there's, there's an agenda in Rihanna's case. Uh, she got involved in a an, in an matter that is internal to India, which India should resolve, but she got involved in that. She uh, got involved in using Chinese artifacts. Now she's used... So what is this lady's intention? So, so you were referring to, uh, does it mean that you know, people are going to have to become careful about every kind of cultural uh, symbol that they're going to use? No, but we have to be careful about who is using it and what is the intention with which they are using it. Because people talk about cultural appropriation. Before you get cultural appropriation, you must have cultural appreciation. So, for example, one of the things is to listen first. So, did Rihanna uh, consult with people from that part of society, from Hindu society, to understand what this symbol means for, for Hindus? Did she listen to their stories, understand the implications behind uh, the aspects of their religion and culture? Uh, so that she could broaden her, her her own view about it. Did she consider the context? What does the symbol mean to a particular culture? When and where is it appropriate to use? See, if a person goes through all these steps, understands what the various <coughs> aspects of a culture are and what they mean, thereafter, if she goes ahead and uses it, we can say, well, okay, she, she understands it. See, in this case, there is no <coughs> evidence of all this having been done, Right. Uh, because if you have an interest in a person's life, then uh, you must be happy to share. They will be happy to share with you the things that matter to them. So it's very important that we know what the person's intention is. And in this case, it was simply material. It's nothing but a material use of a symbol uh, for her own purposes. And that becomes an issue. We have to be very careful about... Uh, uh, how uh, 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 that we don't start exploiting the symbols from other people's religion. So we're not saying that, that we're going to be petty and we're going to uh, pick on every issue. What we are saying is that a person needs to understand what the symbol means to the people of that culture. And in the case of Rihanna specifically, she has a history, right? This, this uh, uh, history of using controversy uh, to, to, to further her own aims is, is something that is uh, quite common in, 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 her, in her life. Uh, and I, I've already, in 2019, she used Chinese clothing and ornaments in the Harper's uh, Bazaar, China. She got, she got a backlash for that. So, so, so in her case, we have, to, we have to be very careful about what it is that she's trying, trying to do and what is her aim. Is there a, a larger uh, agenda that she has here? Because as I said, just not long ago, she tweeted about uh, what is going on in India. Then a, a few weeks later, she uses this Ganesha symbol. Is there something that she knows? Is there something that she wants to, to stir up? Let's 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 even bring in perhaps Aditi here, the Dr. Maharaj. It would appear as though, as far as the the, 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 the Indian community and the Hindu community. There is much that we need to be educated about in order for us not to step on toes. If we are going to be talking about Ganesha, then perhaps we might even bring in Aditi. A very, a very worrisome, uh, slippery slope that we are all sliding on right now. And I would like you to help me understand. Already we have cartoons. We have uh, images that have to do with cows. 
And yet the Hindu community does regard the cow as a holy animal of, of sorts. Am I mistaken there, Dr. Maharaj? No, no, the, 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 cow, the cow is, a, a, again, a very uh, important uh, symbol. It's an important uh, animal in, in Hinduism as well, because, you see, the cow represents creation. Uh, if, if, if you are one who, who, who especially in, an, in the agrarian community, right, if a person owns a cow, and this is true for South Africans as well, yeah. if you own a cow, there isn't a day that you'll go with, without having food because the cow represents that kind of creation. The cow's milk is something that you produce. Milk products can be used. So you can see how the cow is a symbol of life. So uh, that, that, that that's exactly what I want us to, to, be, to, to be clarified about there, Dr. Maharaj. Yeah. We're talking about Bumi, who seems to be now an addition to the list of things we need to be wary of and about. How are we talking yes. about now? Christians also have their own sheep, the Lamb of God. Christians mm-hmm. have got the bread, the bread of life. It would appear there is all so much of what we normally live with in nature that has been appropriated by the religious community. Now we need to tread softly. And there's something that I need all of you gentlemen to clarify. What happened to freedom of expression? What happened to that liberty to say a cow is a cow is a cow? A lamb is a lamb. When a Christians call the lamb of God, it's still a sheep. It's a lamb. We eat it every day. And so, yeah, well, so, so, so the same applies with the cow and many other things that are natural. Why is it that we find liberties, religious liberties, being raised above human liberties? Yeah, but you see, with, with, with the, the, the rights that we have, freedom of speech, etc., comes responsibility. Uh, in fact, uh, we have the Bill of Rights in South Africa. In 2008, the Department of Basic Education launched a Bill of Responsibility. So people need to understand that when you exercise your right, for example, freedom of speech, uh, we also must understand that it comes with responsibility. And we must understand that the right to freedom of expression is not unlimited. Right? It does not allow us to express views that advocate hatred or base are based on prejudice regarding race, etc., etc. So we have to take responsibility to ensure that this right is not abused by ourselves or others. It would right? be very interesting be to, able to it would, it would yes. be interesting to test those liberties in this very same case. I want to bring in some voice notes and some texts because, like I said, our conversation is going to end yes. at five minutes before okay. eight because of the president's uh, uh, address. Let's go to the texts. WhatsApp texts. All right, let's read some of the WhatsApp texts. One reads, where should people who are selling a cross and Jesus' photo be reported for corrective action to be taken against those people? Thanks, it's Isaac. Another one says, now I don't think anything is wrong with this. What matters is your spiritual standing with the particular religion. For example, I might as well do some dance gestures or greeting gestures which are associated with another religion, unaware. So the final verdict is your spiritual standing or alliance. There are many different religions which have a similar dressing manner, or I would venture to say the even, the even uh, though you are having locks or dreadlocks, <laughs> he's laughing because I had some stumbles of my own, as some refer, refer to them, if you are not 
spiritually associated with the E.G. Rastafari. Those are just external customs and practices which don't define your internal association. I'm not going to continue with that one. It's very long, sir or madam. I'm going to read the next one. How can we compare ourselves to God if no one knows what God looks like? All religious symbols are man-made artistic interpretations of how we think about what we believe about religion. Inner spirituality, not outward materialism, is true following of God. That's cat or cat in Peter Meritzberg. All right, let's go to the voice notes, please. Oh, my goodness. She has said voice notes. Now she says no. All right, let's conclude our conversation because I'm running out of time. We've got four minutes. I'm going to give two of my guests the, the opportunity to, to conclude our conversation. Ras, we're talking about a situation now that seems to be, uh, well, uh, very sensitive, emotionally, uh, above and beyond the fact that we understand that people are entitled to have freedom of expression. It seems to be sensitive. Your take on this matter. Two minutes, go. Well, religion is a very emotive subject. Indeed. Yet at the same time, it's coexisting with culture was quite very liberal. Like I've uh, stated earlier that uh, religion is culture deified, so therefore those lines are going to be bled every now and then. But uh, as we have rightfully uh, pointed out, that most of the symbolism that went into religious practices, they were themselves cultural practices. But if you go to culture, like African tradition, African culture itself is spiritual. Uh, it doesn't have a particular sacred day, uh, a certain place of worship and so forth, because God is the daily aspect of their life. So now when we're discussing these issues of faith, like we're doing here with different faith, I think we should discuss it within the context of South Africa's national interfaith uh, uh, environment we're existing in now. Today we have Muslims and Christians worshipping together, Jews and Muslims worshipping together, Rastafari, Sangomas and everybody worshipping together, in the process of forging uh, this social cohesion, interfaith, community and so forth. So there is going to naturally be a certain degree of liberalism. Okay, just, just, just hold it right there, Russ. Please forgive me. I'm running, I'm running against time. Uh, Sheikh, please just take one minute if you permit me. Just one minute as your concluding <sighs> remark. Look, it's an interesting thing. There are symbols, and uh, in Islam, I want to reiterate, in Islam, the symbols are ordained by God in the Quran, and the Prophet, uh, you know, uh, told us about it, so it's not a human being that did it. If we believe it's divine. Number two, even in a secular democracy, in England, you can have freedom of speech, but you can't say anything against the Queen. There are restrictions, so that's my point. And when you use symbols, if you did it inadvertently, it's excusable. But if you are doing it to mock sarcasm, Read uh, hate speech, it's not allowed. All right. I want to go back to the voice notes so that we don't fall foul of those who've sent voice notes. Sylvester, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you for your program. Enjoy it very much. I want to just say that uh, as Christians, uh, there are many people who wear crosses uh, around, around their, their neck. And uh, it's so sad because uh, for, for many people, they have no relationship with, with, with the one that's to do with the cross, but uh, little do they realize how much how much power is how much power there is in the cross. They wear the cross simply because they they take it. They want something tangible, like some kind of. They feel it's like it's some kind of projection. So that's just what I just like to just just add tonight. Now I think the panel is misguided. How how do they know that a person is does not belong to a certain 
certain faith and therefore tell the person that they cannot do certain things uh, about this about their religion uh, how, how would you know plus if that's how they interpreted their religion they need to change their religion their religion is the one that is promiscuous doesn't make sense mr lupondona the jews wearing the little white head over their brains are they actually protecting their brains i just wonder from what please if they can answer me thank you Right, we're going to leave it right there. My time is up. We have to go to the news from me, Nayelu Ponorane team. Thank you very much to Dr. Maharaj. Thank you. Rasauto Haramanuba. Thank you. Sheikh Rafiq Hassan. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening and Godspeed.